Hi, I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. And today's film that Sophie hasn't seen before is Four Weddings and a Funeral. To say it was released in 1994, so I'd have been two. <laughs> you, you seem to do that with films, though I was this old when I, I think I did that with Reservoir Dogs. Well, this is my reason for not watching it, because I wouldn't have been aware of it. No, but I've seen plenty of films with this. <laughs> I certainly was never around him, but I still... So if you're wondering why it sounds like somebody's holding my nose, it's pure commitment of wanting to do the film review at the same time as feeling a little bit sniffy. Yeah, bless her. She's a bit of a trooper. Yep, <laughs> definitely am. And it's easy because I did actually really like this film. I feel like ever since we've started dating, like rom-coms have kind of not been that much of a thing I used to watch that's all I would watch would be a rom-com I wouldn't go out of my way to watch an action I hated them you really hated them that much I really or? didn't like them I, I, I didn't really like the violence tiny little bubble then yeah yeah definitely so this was really nice because it was refreshing to actually watch a rom-com really because I feel like I haven't had a rom-com that you haven't seen. encountered before no yeah exactly and there's not I don't know if my radar has dropped off on rom-coms but I don't seem to be as many coming out or you're kind of buffering. <laughs> well, I think, I think the reason why you might not have had this on your radar is because that it being a 15 rated rather than a 12 oh. or a PG. I guess those your rom-coms that you may have seen were sort of typically were, were a bit more like I didn't have, certainly didn't have swearing in. Probably not, no, to be honest. But I do think, to say it's like the film is two hours long, it doesn't feel like that, does it? No, because no, I was thinking, oh, God, how long is this going to go on for? And depending on what kind of film it is, sometimes you can definitely feel that drag of longness. Like, for example, with The Lord of the Rings, don't get me wrong, it's a really good film, but you do know, I think it's the amount of information you absorb in as well, you are aware of how long that film is. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Whereas this one, it was so light-hearted. yeah. Point out this is a British rom com as well, so it's not like a Americanized like lot of British humour. Yeah. In it. And a very very young Hugh Grant. Who is our lead? He is, and a lady that I actually don't know her name. Who the lead lady is? Do you mean a character's name or the? Both. <laughs> Do you remember Hugh Grant's character's name? Charlie. Yeah, Charles. Charlie. What? The lead lady is Andy McDowell. Her character name is Carrie. To be honest, I think she was a bit of a poor actress in some parts. The lines seemed a bit... Wooden. Yeah, yeah. Compared to, like, opposing against Hugh Grant and his acting skills compared to hers, it was a little bit like you could you could tell the difference. Uh, yeah. I think if they were both wooden... It might have helped. You might have not seen. Why would that that would not have helped? No, but <laughs> being watchable, wouldn't it? You wouldn't be able to see as much, possibly. There was a, there wasn't. She wasn't completely. No, there, there was certain, there's certain bits of delivery of them is kind of. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a bit off. Like yeah. To say she was a lead lady compared to other, because there was other obviously other ladies in there. It is a case of she probably wasn't the strongest out of them. No, um, to be honest, I don't really know her from those advertising commercials that she does for L'Oreal or something along those lines. <laughs> so that's, you... that's pretty much all I really know, other than this, and maybe 
Well, Groundhog Day. Can't even remember in Groundhog Day, and I have seen that, and I can't remember it. <laughs> Made that much of an impression. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, what other film has she been in? Oh. Those, those are the only ones that spring to mind, really, so... It's not great, is it, really? I think maybe they just picked her on her looks more than her acting skills. Mm-hmm. film is directed by Mike Newell. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. But the interesting thing is, well, I think why I kind of like it is because it's got... It's got a sprinkling of Richard Curtis, who's directed, like, Love Actually and About Time. I say that because he wrote the screenplay for the film, so that's why his involvement is that sort of charm that it has that I like in these British rom-coms. Now that you're saying that, referring back to Love Actually, it you kind of can see the connection more with the story, like, there's four weddings, and there's obviously, well... You don't get, I'll, I'll come yeah. on to that yeah, in a yeah, minute. But it's a case of you've got these side characters and you're kind of seeing like the friends as well. It's not just like you've got you've got your yeah, main yeah, lead, okay, yeah, yeah. leads, but then you've got other stories where you're dipping into. And I think that's kind of, obviously, Love Actually is on a bigger scale of that characterisation and different storytelling. So mm. probably that is where Love Actually idea might have stemmed possibly from. But I think there was one gripe I did have about the film in general, wasn't there? Was there? There was, and I sat there and I was really f- happy with the ending, I was fulfilled. However, the title, I don't think you can call it Four Weddings and a Funeral, because one wedding didn't happen. <laughs> it's fact. So how can you call it Four Weddings if one didn't go ahead? Yes, but you can't say it could be three weddings, one wedding that didn't actually happen, go through, <laughs> and funeral. There's not really a catchy title. I guess not, but I know where you're coming from, but I do think... Still, technically, your wedding just didn't happen. The, the end result of that wedding wasn't... I felt so sorry for her. That bride that was up there. Right, okay. Let's, we'll... First of all, with yeah, the can... funeral... Yeah. I feel like the film puts you into this sense of, oh, yeah, you know it's coming along, so someone else is now going to get married. And I know it's in the title... Four weddings and a funeral. But you know, I forgot that someone were going to die. Even though it's already telling you somebody is going to die in the title. Isn't it? Isn't what? Well, really. Well, some, obviously, somebody is going to pass away because well, that's yeah, why there's a yeah, funeral. Yeah, they wouldn't put that in for no good reason. But... but you were you were so engrossed in the film that you, you'd forgotten that. I was an element. <laughs> yeah, so when he was on the floor, I was like, what? What's going on? This isn't... They're like, oh yeah, the title does say itself, so why you were surprised by it is kind of daft when you should really be expecting somebody to be dying, really, because it's in the title. So do you want me to give an yeah, little... Yeah, a little overview if you can. So, I don't know what that ginger-haired girl was to... Oh, it's just to she was Glenn. just a flatmate. She wasn't really anything, wasn't like a girlfriend or anything like that. Because they get invited to every wedding that's basically happening. Mm-hmm. And for every single one, apart from the fourth one, they're late attending to the wedding. Yep. Hugh Grant is actually the best man on the first one and he forgets the rings. And then the second wedding comes along and it's only three months, is it, later and this couple have already basically hooked up at the previous the wedding. The previous wedding. So it moves pretty quickly. Yeah. They haven't even, like, really dated, Which, have they? 
I don't know as how realistic that is. In... Well, how can you plan a wedding in three months as well? There's that yeah, logic. Yeah, exactly. And also the scope of like the scale of the wedding is it's not like a little you know registrar office. It's a full church ceremony and everything. It would not be available. It's unrealistic. <laughs> Unless well, that... maybe it's down in London, it's possible to... <laughs> if you've got loads of money, money. that you can spend. Yeah. So the second wedding went ahead and obviously everyone said, I do, there's no, no hiccup really there. However, I missed out in the first wedding is where he met Carrie. Carrie. Yep. And they actually, he's meant to go back to his friend's castle. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But he'd had booked accommodation and this Carrie had also got accommodation in the same place. And they... Yeah, it was almost like typical, like, love at first sight kind of thing with... Yeah. Her. Well, maybe not hers initially so much, but obviously him being Hugh Grant in his... Kind of way, thing. but they had, like, a one-night stand, I'd class it as. Yeah, pretty much. Sense, yeah. And he was, like, already r- being kind of the typical woman, like, running away with himself, like, oh, my gosh, we'll, you know, really, really like her now, and all, all he could think of was her really and she's American so she had to fly away so they didn't actually grow anymore on that relationship so two people hooked up on the first wedding and that somehow miraculously led to a three month later wedding most of the same guests were invited and Carrie was invited you know your circles yeah okay most of your circles you'll know one another (sighs) but when it's a wedding it's not normally that the same people would be invited because like this person lives in America. You think it's strange that she'd be kind of a little bit being to be invited, and the fact that she's only just been for a wedding and then coming back three months again for another wedding. Yes, but you remember she came back with somebody else. Yeah, I was getting to that. Yeah, <laughs> so that's probably why because of of his social group. If he lives in Scotland, that's not as far as America, is it? True. So Hugh Grant is So then... it could be through somebody else, through somebody else, by proxy. That's how they've come to know, oh, being, yeah. be invited to the wedding, you see. But I don't know how much... What, no, not more like, what a, oh, it's coincidence, but there's a logical reason. Because he was, obviously, Charles was surprised that she was there, but then the reason being because she was with somebody else. So it was like, oh, well, I can't hook up with you. Yeah, that's exactly it. So he was a bit disappointed and thinking, because he got really excited, hadn't he? Mm. Thinking, oh my God, she's here again. Mm-hmm. And we can actually progress our relationship. Mm. And she'd brought somebody else and she was engaged, wasn't she? Yep. So that was only three months' time yeah, as that well. Can, that can happen, can't it? Yeah, but how did she know him? Had she met him prior or has he been a good friend? You know, these engagements kind of spurn out of nowhere. Not enough information for a two-hour film. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so then they still hook up, don't they? And she doesn't seem that guilt feeling guilty or anything like that, but like when she said once she's actually married this has to stop kind of thing, it's like, well, to be honest, you've kinda of got a ring on your finger. Shouldn't that commitment already be there? Apparently not. <laughs> so the third wedding is Carrie and the Scottish man's. And that was I'm pretty sure it was only a month. And obviously he's absolutely heartbroken watching her walk down the aisle and get married to this man and he's obviously in love with her at this point and actually wants to spend the rest of his life with. And he's actually had a bit of commitment issues prior to this one. And he's had quite a few exes and not wanted to commit to them. 
Whereas I think he actually did want to commit to Carrie. So this is where you get the funeral side of it. Because obviously you've got Hugh Grant and he's got a circle of friends, quite close-knit circle of friends. <laughs> We're just calling Hugh Grant now. Just yeah, like, it's just so easier. That's just easy. what he is. And got one girl. No, two girls, isn't there? Yeah. You've got about three yeah. guys and yeah. then one older man. Yeah, because he's got his he's got his brother in there. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's three. Yeah. And it's the older man that, while the Scottish man is giving a speech of his wedding, that this Scottish man. Oh, he's not Scottish, is he? No. Well, but he's got a kilt on. But. Yeah, but I think there'd be more tradition for the fact that it's a Scottish wedding. So. Well, it could it could well be, but that's not really t- touched upon or anything like. No. Likes his likes a tipple, so. Yeah, he does. He's even Scottish. So he's quite Irish, boisterous. Yeah. yeah, it looks like he could be a Scottish. Yeah. Obviously, he's not keeping up to his lean diet or anything like that, because I'm thinking it's a heart attack, I'm assuming, the way he's laying yeah, on the floor. Yeah, yeah, And how they do it, actually, is quite nicely done, because if I were Hugh Grant, I'd be like, oh, my God, this person's on the floor, and I'd have made a scene. And it's like, that's what I yeah, thought would have... Yes, tasteful way of doing it. Like yeah. a big, if that was an American thing, it would be proper dramatised, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. Everything would be slowing down and... Oh my god! Oh, you know, going the sound would be going fading out like can you hear me or whatever, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was tastefully done, and I think it links back to how a British UK person would deal with these scenarios as well. We are kind of a bit more. You're not wanting to cause a scene, I suppose. That's yeah. What I mean, but kind of do it out of sight of everybody else, so not not to cause a fuss. Yeah. I guess. So obviously there was the funeral in then. Which surprised me that there was a funeral, even though it was in the title. I'd completely forgot because I was just so enthralled in all these weddings that were happening. And I said, oh, will we get any ideas? But obviously it's like... Ideas of funerals? No, for weddings. (laughs) And then you've got the fourth wedding, which I think this is the cruelest part. It's basically because Carrie has got married to this Scottish man, Hugh Grant now decides that he wants to move on. And actually get on with his life and marry somebody that actually yeah. does care about him. So he goes back to one of his exes. Um, yeah, as it turns out, it's not somebody, he's not someone completely new, it's just gone right, sod it. I'll just settle for this and be. You'll there. do. Yeah, yeah. And it was going so well, it was the first time he wasn't late for a wedding, he was on time, even though they did trick him to and think. Thinking that he was late, but. But he was actually on time yeah. because of the, his friends are really good. And he was nervous and you could see that he actually cared. And I think at this point it annoyed me because Carrie yet again appeared. And she shouldn't have said what she said before the wedding. Which was that she'd left her partner and they were no longer together and they'd had a divorce. Or I'm guessing you know, they were going through a divorce. And straight away... Hugh Grant was like, ooh, like a kid in a candy shop. He was like, oh, oh my some, God. Grass I can is have... green or something. Yeah. yeah. Get something better now. I can have the, my yeah. chosen candy at, last, at yeah, best. Yeah. yeah. And you could see this kind of like self-doubt just trickle all over him. And it was like, well, now I can have her and I'm going to have to get married. And I don't actually want mm. to. Yeah. And it was a case of he didn't know what to do. He didn't know if to not turn up or if to say... I don't want to get married to you anymore, or he didn't know what options he really had. And it was actually his brother. Oh, we should point out that he's actually, he's a mute. So he does sign language. So he has to 
stop the thing and after Hugh Grant has to um, explain, okay. interpret what his brother, the reason why they shouldn't be married to the everybody and like he's saying he's, he's in love with somebody else kind of yeah. thing so it's a more comical way of doing it rather than somebody just going stop yeah I do think it was good but I found it funny because Hugh Grant had to actually say it he had yeah. to actually admit why admit what the, which is I imagine that must be horrible to have to, to admit something like that in and front then, of everybody and he gets slogged in the face I admittedly right well yeah deserved isn't it definitely deserved you know Having this ex who was, was quite smitten with him, I guess, even after the fact of breaking up, I suppose. Yeah, she's in, always had a priest, soft spot for him, for him in her heart. And then being, you know, thinking that she was going to marry him. And then now just this, just turn around of, yeah, no, actually, no, I fancy her instead, so. Yeah, but now she's available, so I don't want you anymore. So just thanks for filling in that void for me. Yeah. So to right, rightfully so. That he got smacked in the face, he deserved it, he shouldn't have led her on. And really, it's a bit of both. I think Carrie shouldn't have said what she'd have said when she did, because that was really selfish of her. Because she, it was her fault in the first place, really, because she married the Scottish man. If she hadn't married him and she'd have like, pursued that relationship, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have ha- been, somebody wouldn't have to have had that devastation. Because the thought of, that happening to me, I would be absolutely mortified. I'd be annoyed at the amount of money I'd wasted on the actual day, which you can't get back. So it's like, well, all this food that I've ordered, (laughs) well, everyone's just going to have to eat anyways because I've paid for it all and, you know, can't get a refund on something like that. So I would be annoyed about that and the fact of the absolute humiliation of being stood up there wanting to marry somebody and then them telling everybody in front of the whole church that... They don't want to do that anymore. That's quite a little rant there about wedding planning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know how much how long it takes to do these things, and it's not realistic, is it? It is like definitely a typical wedding, like movie wedding planning. Yeah. Where I'm pretty sure the bride would have reacted a hell of a lot worse than she probably did. Mm-hmm. So then, when they'd gone back to the flat with all his friends and like looking after him saying he's done the right thing trying to console him and such when the knock on the door came mm-hmm. I actually thought it was the bride to be and she was going to give him a bit more hassle so that's what they wanted you to think because we says I'll face the music yeah so rightly so but no it's Andy McDowell sadly yeah it is and she's like I'm so sorry and it's like well no you're not because you said it so you're not sorry and she's like, I didn't mean to. Said what? Like, said um, what I said before the wedding and, you know, to change your mind. And it's like, well, yeah, you did. That's why you did it. Yeah, exactly, being selfish. Yeah, acting like she's so innocent. And then, does it start raining? Like, typical... Yeah, British weather. Yeah, and sort of typical like rom-com. Yeah. Kind of, oh, we'll kiss in the rain, which is not realistic. Especially if I kissed you in the rain. You'd be like, Sophie, can we go inside now? I'm getting wet and you won't be happy. No, I wouldn't, no. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. So, I think... Bits of the end sequence where it shows a couple more weddings happening with the other friends. Yep. Even though, at the end, the two main characters don't actually get married. Which I, I did think that they would. That was, like, mm-hmm. when it says four weddings and a funeral. 
I thought, oh, they'll get married and that will actually be the genuine fourth wedding. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. They just show a picture of them, obviously, living the lives together and they've got a child. Yeah. So it's a bit of a contrast. But after they're both nearly getting married, in hindsight, it's maybe best for them. But really, they know they've found each other now, so they could probably get married. They really, really cared about each other that much, but... It's not for everyone, I suppose. I guess not. <laughs> um, one thing I'll talk about with you before do like a rating of the film. Now I know when we reviewed Borat, you were like, uh, you know, the comedy and this is it's rubbish. I don't, don't really have a funny bone kind of thing. But you were laughing a fair few times through this one. I do think a good rom com. I do. I love the humour in that. Don't get me wrong. If it's ridiculously extreme, right? The, that's when the, you, I cringe. What about the what I my sort of deem as a cringy bit in the with the second wedding where the bride and groom I go to the room? I don't think I laughed at that. No, but you didn't, didn't. You weren't going. Oh, this is cringy. I think because the character was more cringed. Which Hugh Grant one? did. He he felt that cringe for me. I guess. He, right. He, Okay. If that makes sense, where when other characters are not fa- feeling that cringe, it makes it even more cringeworthy for me. Yeah, but you can still get that in films, though, can't you? When someone's like, oh, we'll go hide in the cupboard, and then they start stripping off or whatever, and then things happen, and it's like, oh, <laughs> they're looking through the keyhole, and that that's... that's. It is cringy, <laughs> yeah, but I think the way that... Because he felt awkward... He's British. That's what. That's what that and made. Grant. Yeah, that made it okay because he felt awkward too, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not just sat there watching it. Me being awkward, and the film not actually portraying that awkwardness. That's mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Kind of. So it's kind of like somebody's already feeling that emotion for me, so I don't feel right too bad. Whereas if it's like they're they're not finding it actually awkward at all, I'm like, oh, that just makes it even more cringy for me. Oh, the other thing that might be cringe, but it was funny though, with um, Rowan Atkinson, aka Mr. Bean, for those. <laughs> you may, oh, may I know him better. Where he's, where he, you know, becomes a priest for the second wedding again, and then he's fumbling through the, <laughs> the vows. But I stuff. love the fact how the bride and groom are helping him, they're like yeah. correcting yeah, 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 him, yeah. Um, so they can be actually officially married, you know, because he keeps messing up. Middle names and last names. And stuff like that, yeah. But now I think that role of him being the like priest was better than the Love Actually role that he's in. He does cringe and annoy me in that bit. You know, when he's trying to do the part, the present wrapping, yep. that bit, I do get a little bit... You feel the frustration of, like, want to do this quick. Yeah. That, like you would in real life. Yeah, yeah, but you won't be buying somebody else a necklace in real life, really. Well, or you shouldn't be if you've got a wife. No, I'm just. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm not meaning that exact situation. I'm just meaning this. The it say you were buying something for your mum or your dad or whatever, and it's just you're in a quick to get the bus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and somebody's just be... taking a sweet time because yeah. you're the first customer they've had all day. Yeah. Anyways, it's that time where we ask you what your rating for the film was. Hmm. That's a tricky one because I did really enjoy the film and I enjoyed watching it all the way to the end. Would you watch it again? Yeah, probably. Not straight away, but yeah, eventually I would yeah, probably yeah, watch yeah. it again. Yeah. Or so there's, there's rewatch value in... Mm. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I 
it, I feel like it's a Love Actually thing. You'd carry on watching it and watching it and eventually you'll see different things mm-hmm. that you might have missed yeah. the first time. So I do think it is. Yeah. And for it's how old it is as well, I'd say it's got good content in there. Yeah. I know you're thinking it, it making it sound like, oh, it's really old, oh, it won't. It's rubbish. But apart from obviously the clothes and such, the storyline could be still quite <laughs> up to date with kind of <laughs> today. Yeah, but that's of the time period that it's set at. It's got something, not trying to do what they do nowadays, like Stranger Things, where it's set in the 1980s, but released in 2016 onwards. But overall, really enjoyed it. Liked the light-hearted humour. Enjoyed kind of a good little bit of a romance because I feel like that's been neglected watching films with that for a while. I don't feel like we've had that many on our radar. No, I don't think. There's certainly not been... Not of like, oh, let's just ignore that completely, but there's not been... Maybe they sort of died to death a little bit. You know, they're not just not as popular as they once were. Seemed like back in the early 2000s, every other film release was those films, so... I think... You're right, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's our radar has probably slipped a little bit. And the fact is that not as many people are wanting to see that, maybe, now. Mm-hmm. So overall, now this is taking into consideration, obviously, the acting on some people's parts. But it doesn't mean... Is it one particular person? Yeah, it is, yeah. Right, the rest, but the rest of the people? I didn't have an issue with their them. acting, right. no, okay. not at all. Okay, okay. I'd probably say a seven and a half. Or maybe an eight, possibly, but it's it's tricky because it's like, I would rewatch it again and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But then comparing it to other things that we've watched. So, for example, with the anime, Your Name, I know I rated that quite highly, but obviously that was for different... Well, yeah, you're going to have... It's, it's a bit of a tricky doing the rating system with certain things because some things you take elements from and they're going to be sway your opinion a bit more, but that doesn't mean like putting something really, really good against something that's different because of the genre or yeah and it's a style like for example with the anime it's all the artwork and everything that can make it a nine well we're really talking about your enjoyment and what you got out of the story and all that kind of i'd probably say then an eight because i did really enjoy it i did the ending was a good ending but it I probably wouldn't have had the drama of i'd have i just assumed in my head that the fourth wedding was going to be well, get in touch with Hugh Grant and <laughs> Mike Newall and say, look, you did this wrong. Yeah, I just assumed, because it was quite funny because it's one of those films where I feel like you can talk through it a little bit. Like me and you were having a bit of conversation and I was going, oh, right, okay, so who's going to be next now? And I was kind of planning out who was going to get married and yeah, the yeah. second couple threw me completely. <laughs> I didn't think that. And then I was like, I didn't think she'd be getting married as well to carry to somebody else. That's, I would say that's the main thing because you don't want it to be too predictable of what happens. That's the whole thing. So it wouldn't be much of an engaging story if not you, you thought, oh, right, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. What would what be the point in watching it? No, that's true, yeah. But I did think maybe the end one would be where it was. The, the leads. Yeah, yeah. Right. But there's a bit of a twist on it. So what would you rate it? So I don't think I would give it an eight much as I do like it. It's not my favourite, I would say, Richard Curtis project. I'd call it that because it's, it has, as I say, that, those elements that he 
seems to have in his films. So, seven. Mm, yeah, that's solid and fair. But that's not to say that I don't like it. As to say, it's it's not mind-blowingly spectacular or anything, and it's not like oh, this is really rubbish. Otherwise, we wouldn't. It's definitely not rubbish at all, is it? Really, it's one of those. I think it's just a light-hearted film that you can watch, and it's. No, it's not too taxing or anything. Yeah, like that. and it was a good, a good overall ending. Yeah, but... you feel like you got satisfaction from. Yeah, definitely yeah. did. I love a film when you finish watching it and you end up kind of smiling and thinking, "Yeah, that I really enjoyed that," and I'm glad I spent two hours on it. Anything else, Trad? Before we. No, I think that's everything apart from I do apologise if my voice has sounded funny. Hopefully you can understand me. Well, thank you for your thoughts on that. Thank you for letting us watch a rom-com. No problem. So, thank you for listening. Yep, hope you've enjoyed listening to what Sophie had to say about the film. So you can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify and also SoundCloud. Yeah. Be sure to like, subscribe and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.